Do you have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast, where we discuss self-esteem, worthiness, and transformation through a gay lens. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Journey to Worthy podcast. This week, I would like to introduce Kyle Shea. Kyle Shea is a vegan cook and training to be a certified wellness coach. Kyle and I are both sharing our education as we embark on this journey to creating our own practice. And so this week, we provide small examples of really what coaching is all about and some of the questions that come up in coaching, like who am I being? How am I showing up? Is there something I'd like to achieve and uh, reaching goals that you may have put on the back burner? Kyle off- also offers a an example of what it's like to coach me. And so he brings me through some of the issues around vision. And specifically, that vision is around this podcast. So please tune in as this week we dive into coaching. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Journey to Worthy. I've got a very special guest. Welcome, my friend Kyle. Say hi, Kyle. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excellent. Well, Kyle and I recently connected over a coaching seminar. I don't mm-hmm. know if we'd like, what, what we'd like to call it, but coaching training. Coaching training, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very exciting time in both of our lives, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name's Kyle Shea. I'm... Uh, currently undergoing my coaching training to become a professional wellness coach. Um, I have a background in clinical psychology. I did my undergraduate degree in that in Ontario, where I'm originally from. And yeah, I guess it, it's a, it can be a long journey depending on where we want to start. But where I'm at right now is um, ultimately coaching to me is looking at what your values are in life mm-hmm. and who it is you want to be to uphold those values, basically. Um, and then working with a coach is a way to manifest those values into your everyday living. And I'm kind of all about that right now, mm-hmm. you know. So coaching to me, it is the career that I want to dive into and um, bring to the world, so to speak. But it's also just how I want to, how I want to be, how I want to show up in the world. So yeah. very cool. Yeah, it's uh, like we were talking before the episode. It's all about a way of being. It's like bringing exactly. certain values into your life and actually just presenting that to the world. It's being a, being of service, you know, and uh, living like in alignment to those values because mm-hmm. a lot of people might not be doing that. Yeah, and not in a, a militant way, you know, necessarily or in a condescending, finger-wagging way of, yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, are you uh, living, you know, tell me your values and scale of zero to ten, how in alignment are you with them and... Let's look at that every day. And it's it's never really meant to feel like work. But when you actually look at it, um, your values are your values because uh, I want to say because you value them, but I'll, I'll <laughs> word it differently. They're your values because just things in your life that are important to you, that yeah. you're choosing are important to you. So if something's important to you, why would you not want to have it in your life? You know, so family, for example, is a value of mine. Um, and when I identify family, it's not because I'm looking at what I should value or what people tell me is a good thing to value. But when I actually look down and no, I value having connection with my loved ones, with my parents, with 
I'm an only child, but with my uh, cousins and, and aunts and uncles. And um, so if that's important to me, how much of them are a part of my life? When I look down, you know, I call my parents, I try to do it weekly, if not more, and be in touch minimum through text because they still live on the other side of the country. But it's not a way of saying, okay, Kyle, are you, uh, I don't know, are you visiting your family every day? You say they're a value, you know, you're not mm-hmm. doing it. It's, mm-hmm. it's less of a um, shooting down the barrel type approach and more of just, okay, well, what's available to me? Right. I can call my parents. I can send a letter to an aunt or uncle and, okay, why don't I do it? Family man. Family man, yeah. And where are you from again? Toronto. Toronto, right. Yeah, yeah. So I moved here. Actually Toronto, or people say Toronto, mm. but they're actually from like, I don't know, any of the 10,000 suburbs. Yeah, yeah. Good question. Yeah. I was born in Toronto, <laughs> okay. but I grew up in uh, St. Joseph's. Uh, sorry, I was born in St. <laughs> Joseph's and I grew up in Ajax. So I was, it's a suburb, yeah. Okay. okay. But yeah, you caught me. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, audience, uh, this is my very first straight man on the mm. show. So very excited. When I was actually on my friend Ryan's podcast, he said that I was popping his gay cherry. So I think you're <laughs> popping my straight cherry. Uh huh. I think that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. How's so. it feel? Oh wow. Yeah. There you go. Wow. <laughs> nice. How's it feel for you? Yeah, I'll double the wow. Yeah. Wow, double wow. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um. So okay. So coaching is what's kind of like on your plate now. Can mm-hmm. you give us like a little synopsis, like how you came to that? Yeah. So coaching, I originally, I I mean, I went from clinical psychology and wanting to be a therapist and I just love the idea of, um, it's not really helping, but just, um, breaking down, taking a look at your life and looking at ways you can perhaps improve, but, um, it doesn't even have to go from bad to worse, uh, sorry, bad to less bad. It can be taking something in your life from neutral or, you know, you're kind of fine with it to, Oh, where am I feeling great about it? So for example, um, I enjoy playing tennis and I'm a mediocre player, I guess, but I kind of looked at, um, why I enjoy playing tennis and getting physical activity. And I thought, well, there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve my forehand, for example, or wanting to play more tennis in my life. So, um, that was something that became clear to me through, um, things like mindfulness, through, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, where you actually look at things in your life from a clinical background, but it wasn't being applied outside of a clinical context. So I came across something called uh, positive psychology, which is a field that looks at not just disorders or suffering, but um, what happens when things go right with people. So Mm. studying optimal human functioning. And that was kind of a a cool shift for me. It was like, wow, okay. Um, What is this about? You know, and that kind of drew me down uh, the line of getting meaning in your life, re- having meaningful relationships, things like positivity. So not just happy, always naively smiling, but um, are there things in my life I enjoy and can I get more of those in mm-hmm. my life? Um, things like flow. So getting into a, a state of kind of timelessness and yeah. um, there's no kind of self-consciousness. So I get that, for example, when I play hockey. Mm-hmm. on the ice and I can play for two hours and it's as if one minute or four days have passed, you know, yeah. I have no idea. So, um, so yeah, that brought me into coaching and it's, it's just awesome. I mean, it's, <laughs> I have amazing conversations with people anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually I have a knack for kind of getting to, um, not staying at the superficial level mm-hmm. of conversations, you know, talking about things that are actually meaningful to people yeah. and meaningful to me. Um, so I thought, well, 
want to do that for a living. Yeah. You know? So that's what I'm trying to do. It's a bit different than going from like to a master's or PhD. Yeah. Going yeah. into coaching training because we're not. Yeah, it's not the original plan of like mm -hmm. academia, you know, and wellness, so to speak. And I actually did. Um, I was accepted to a PhD program um, in positive psychology. Right. And I think we've discussed this before. Yeah, but, we have. Um, it was a school in um, California, and I love research. And you know, I think research is important. I wanted to be on the application side of research, though, right. instead of the the generation side. So, um, kind of getting the boots on the ground and working with people and mm -hmm. getting this going. Front line, you know, so. front line, yeah, 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 the vanguard, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think you did as well. No, you you wanted to to go into research, or you had an academic background. Yeah, I studied criminology, and I was doing some research. It was actually not really linked to my degree. It was on mm. the negative impacts of online dating apps. Right, right. But I've always been a self-development sort of, I, ha I hate the term self-development junkie, but I think that's actually accurate because I just love the positivity behind all of these self-help books and mm. some of the skills that, you know, you can apply to your life that it's ultimately like a movement, you know, and that's what's so attractive about coaching for me. Like it's, I just tend to meet like-minded people that are willing to look at themselves and have uncomfortable conversations. Mm. And that's just, it inspires me. It's like, I, yeah, people think that Tony Robbins is a little over the top and, you know, maybe sometimes he is, but like, he's like speaking to people's soul, mm. you know, and anything like that is just like blows my mind. It's true too, that you, you know, you get into this type of work or just even having more of these conversations and you meet it's so inspiring to meet other people who it kind of resonates with, you know, and they're yeah. like, Oh yeah, you know, I can, I can see that in my own life. And maybe I, I will take 10 minutes aside today to um, see, you know, see how things are going and actually take a step out yeah, of my routine. Reflect. And, yeah. Reflect and share, you yeah. know, share that with, with other people. So um, yeah, there's, there's a nice community to it as yeah. well, which is, you know, can't beat it. So yeah. So these are just some general questions around like your lifestyle, but like what, what like lights you up other than, you know, interacting with people in this respect, like what, what are the things you do in your life that like give you happiness and fulfillment? I love, um, adventure and exploring. Um, so hiking, I moved here to, to Vancouver and just being lost in, uh, uh, nature and in the trails here in the mountains is, um, I'm thinking about uh, a hike I did and it's, it's just magical. It's fascinating. Right? That that really lights me up and um, me, reminds me that there are things that to enjoy in life. So no matter how stressed I am in the moment or in the week or whatever's going on, and um, my girlfriend's not talking to me or my parents are mad or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, mm -hmm. There's always some adventure I can I can take. So I also love uh, playing sports. Um, I'm a an avid learner. I guess a, a learning junkie, but I'll try not to use junkie around. <laughs> um, so, you know, listening to podcasts, um, watching YouTube tutorials, yeah. like me, even if it's something I have no necessarily interest in. Um, like a makeup tutorial? <laughs> I've watched makeup tutorials, yeah. I've, some of them are interesting. Yeah, some of them I'm are. And they, or they help me fall asleep, you know? And um, <laughs> so, or even like, you know, watching uh, this guy solve these handheld puzzles I don't know there's no relevance to my to my life but um yeah learning and I would say um exploring like mm -hmm. me up
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What's the what's the biggest adventure you've had so far in your life? Uh, about a, two or three years ago, I went to Southeast Asia, and that was my first time um, traveling outside of North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was yeah, that was amazing. Two and a half months of I mean, nonstop exploring and meeting people, and um, yeah, I got I got some some stories in there of getting lost in Manila at six in the morning without a phone or wallet and or any idea where I was staying and um, yeah, that was that was an adventure staying yeah, alert and alive. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That one comes to mind. It's, it's probably top. Yeah, that's cool. Solo traveling is yeah. like a wow factor for sure. Yeah, being completely out of your element and just like embracing it. Exactly, it's something so liberating. It is. It's liberating, and and you learn a lot um, from doing it. You know, so I kind of prepared that trip. I wasn't solo for, but I did a solo trip recently to Mexico, and um, there's no amount of preparation um, or forecasting that you can do that will kind of prepare you for. Oh, I'm gonna act. Um, responsibly in this situation or I'm going to be too afraid to um, start talking to people in in Spanish for example mm-hmm. which I'm, the language I'm learning right. and then I just went and did it and it's like oh I can approach people in my second a language that's not native to me mm-hmm. um, and I connected with tons of people and you know so yeah something about um, going outside of your comfort zone as cliche as it sounds but yeah um, is where all the learning and all the aliveness where all the fun happens. You know? yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I really got that a lot when I was traveling too. And like those aha moments after mm-hmm. you've just done something, you're like, wow, like I was capable of that and I didn't yeah. know. And now it's just like another thing I can do. Yeah. It's so cool. Mm. And, and there's no, um, it's not like, Oh, I needed to learn something to do that. It was like, I'm the same person I was before. I just stepped in and did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, presenting you as a very confident and interesting person who takes adventures and is like this life <laughs> uh-huh. coach. Mm. But I'm curious, actually. So this podcast is predominantly around, um, you know, gay, gay experience. And so growing up, I was a very timid and like uncomfortable person. A lot of it had to do with my sexuality. I have never really asked many people around like um, a heterosexual experience growing up young like were you always this like achiever striving for adventure like I'm just curious like what was your when you were young did you have some timid and awkward and and shy moments too oh yeah yeah for sure and and it's funny because I'm kind of a mixed bag there because I was always um I did well in school and I was always playing sports and um you know I was kind of the the kid in class that the teacher would tell other students to be like, you know, oh, wow. <laughs> um, which had its own bag of worms, you know, yeah. people saying, you know, kind of dealing with that as a kid. But um, so that was kind of balanced with um, definitely being shy. And mm. um, I feel like I've always had the qualities of a leader, but um, I tended to play small on that front. So n- either not really noticing my leadership skills or not wanting to be a leader, you know, not wanting to be um, seen or at the front of the class. Um, I wanted to, and maybe I still kind of hold this, but being a leader from behind, mm-hmm. you know, so staying after class, helping my friend with his homework or something like that versus um, staying after class and helping tutor a group, you know, of kids. So yeah, I'm kind of mixed with, um, these leadership skills 
and the way I can best describe it is kind of like a follower in a leader's body, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. So um, I, I certainly have the capacity to present to people, to have patience, to um, hold a room together. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of the, I'm not the first guy throwing his hand up when someone says, okay, we need a group leader for, for this, you know, um, which I've looked into over the past couple of years and, and tried to look at, okay, well, um, why would I want to put my hand up first? And maybe that is something that would interest me, you know? So, um, yeah, that's kind of my, my background growing up. So tell me or the audience sort of what, what's your vision now going forward? Like we've talked a little bit about who you are, that you are fascinated with coaching. What's the vision now for the future when it comes to uh, your practice or just your vision for your life? Um, I want to, yeah, have a coaching practice that um, includes working one-on-one sessions with clients, group sessions with clients as well, um, as the bulk of my sort of day-to-day routine on top of running a business and learning how to deal with finances and everything that comes (laughs) with, you know, being an entrepreneur on that front. Mm -hmm. Um, I also would like to, well, I have a a distant goal as well. Maybe I'll, I'll explain that in a second, but um, I like to deliver workshops and seminars to um, help um, not just attract clients, but kind of uh, bring this to the masses. You know, I can't work one on one with everyone, or at least I'm I'm limited on that front. So, um, bringing um, the elements of well being into sort of an introductory session to um, a broad scope of people, such as um, looking at relationships in your life, meaning, achievement, things that I've touched on earlier, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, eventually I'd like to run a retreat as well, a retreat center um, that incorporates different facets of well-being. So coaching, um, yoga, sort of wellness activities like that. Um, do you do a lot of yoga? Yeah, I, no, no, I won't lie. I don't, but I... I we should go to yoga class together. Okay. All right, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested in it and I've done a fair bit of it, but certainly not a, a practice that I pull. I'm big into meditation though. And that's good. Yeah. But yoga was designed to practice meditation. To help you, know? you get yeah. comfortable in those positions exactly. for long periods of time. Exactly. So, yeah. um, they seem to work hand in hand and I think I yeah. can complete my, um, mindfulness practice with, with yoga. So, okay, we're on record now. I'll hold me to Committed. it. Yeah. There's something about being exhausted physically that takes your mind to a different place. It's true. It's true. And willing to just even show up in the first place. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah. 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 What about that? You talked about like some of the things you'd like your business to look like. Yeah. But did we talk about, was it nutrition or was it Mm. health when you were like thinking about your business? I think you tapped into something else when we first met. Um, Or wanting to contribute or. Yeah. Yeah. So I, well, I'm, I'm vegan. Right. It's, yeah. So that's, that's a, that's big a huge one. part about you. You didn't mention. That, yeah. 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 That's a huge part. So actually that's part of the, um, the retreat that I would like to operate with some partners, um, having a, like a cooking class or some sort of, um, nutrition course, something like that. Yeah. Right. Which would be plant-based and, um, kind of breaking misconceptions about veganism, for example, and what it means to eat healthy and, and how to prepare meals. Um, or people on the go, you know, so I'm a cook now as well at, at a restaurant downtown, mm-hmm. um, in Vancouver. So yeah, I mean, I love cooking. It's a passion of mine. I'm passionate about veganism as well for a variety of reasons, animal welfare and, um, personal health and 
environmental impact being the top three. But yeah, that's um, it's. I'm surprised actually that uh, it didn't come up anyway because usually it just when I meet people, it's one of the first things that comes up because it's such a big part of my life. You know? Right. Well, I remember like you talked about it at the coaching seminar, but in this one, I'm asking you to say like, this is who I am. It's yeah. Yeah. When the, you know, the focus of things. So coaching yeah. obviously on your forefront. I think so. Yeah. And, and maybe it's, um, I don't see veganism as something in my career. It's just part of my identity, but, True. um, yeah, we got there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So health, you know, helping other people sort of connect with maybe some, goals in their life not just around you know life achievement but around body around health mind um and veganism being something that maybe people will just naturally connect with you because it's something that they want to challenge themselves or yeah i think so i mean i um that's what got me into it and and having um a bit of a research background Mm. just looking at the effects on health and working out i was trying to I had a personal trainer at the time and um, I really wanted to, I think what it was is that I really did not enjoy working out. So if I was doing it, I did not want to minimize any second of the workout with my diet, you know? Ah. So, yeah. So, um, so you got take very that as serious. you will. Yeah. 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 But, well, very serious or just, um, yeah, very committed to not wasting my workouts Yeah, right. and right. getting my diet up and up and running was just a natural sort of step into maximizing the workout, I think. So. I think there's a lot to be said around people that um, think that they need all of this protein and energy to, like, that's a whole other conversation, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, we'll do another podcast on that. Yeah, yeah. but I follow this one um, guy, Rich Roll. Have you heard yeah, of him? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, Rich Roll is awesome. Like, yeah. his podcast is crazy, and he's always interviewing all these crazy people that are, like, he runs ultra, ultra Yeah, marathons. he's an ultra athlete. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's vegan. And yeah. He, yeah, and he's vegan, and he carries, like, sweet potatoes, like, in his backpack yeah, when he's, he's running marathons. And, yeah, he's fascinating. And his, uh, I took a look at his cookbook, um, This Cheese is Nuts. Okay. Him, him and his wife. Man. I haven't, it's haven't heard of it. It's super interesting. Okay. Yeah, some great, great options. So, yeah. I guess the message there is, like, it doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to feel like you're giving up things. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's a switch in mindset. And the reason um, veganism stuck out to me was I'm in a career of um, altering your mindset to get what you want, you know? So I don't see vegan food, for example, as, as you said, something that's lacking or Mm -hmm. I don't see like an almond milk as not milk or not cow milk. I just just see it's just almond milk, you know? So yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So uh, the vision with the the business is probably going to have a lot of that health oriented. What what are the, some of the things you think might hold you back when it comes to building a business? And obviously, because of our connection here, it's probably all around mindset, right? I think so. Yeah, mindset is sort of the um, the base level, the foundation, um, and then you know things stem from that. So I've never um, started a business, for example. So yeah. um, more of the logistics of. Um, as I said earlier, running finances and getting accounting going, mm-hmm. making sure that, um, I don't know, the taxes are being kept yeah. up to date, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and um, whatever comes with starting a business. But I think all those things still fall under what's the mindset, you know, so going under, uh, waking up on a Wednesday and feeling, oh, I have to do X, Y, and Z today or else my business will fail versus mm-hmm. Um, okay, what needs doing today and what am I bringing to the world today? Mm. It seems kind of um, 
far-fetched maybe that I'm going to wake up every morning and think something so global, like what am I going to bring to the world today? But um, that's the mindset. I think that's the mindset that it takes, but it's also the mindset that I want to adopt and that I want to uphold, you know, instead of, um, I certainly know what it feels like to wake up thinking, oh man, I got to get up today and um, there's so much that needs to be done Mm. and I don't even want to go brush my teeth right now. And then it's just spirals. Yeah. I mean, that's a rough way to start the day Yeah, and I can get through it, but there's a difference between getting through everything that needs to be done and sort of conquering it, you know, taking it on and, and, and going from there. And I think with a mindset of off, you know, what can I offer the world today? It also keeps me more open to people, more patient with people instead of just, Oh, don't talk to me. I have 20 things to do right now. It's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, either, Hey, let's catch up later while I get some things done or what do you need? I have a couple of minutes. So Mm -hmm. it's a way different way of being. But it does start with mindset, as you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that something you're you're looking at as well, keeping a, a mindset on track that either you don't have or you want to cultivate? I think it's just continually focusing on it. I always say mindset's everything. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, it's just interesting to hear other people's sort of feedback around what what are the, the challenges that are facing, you know, building a business and mm. and what I'm hearing from you is like sort of an organizational factor as opposed to a capability factor, which is awesome because you can hire people to do those organizational yeah. things. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So any fears around success or, or, um, or failure, I guess? It's an interesting question because, you know, people ask you, you know, what's the fear of failing or what are some failures you're afraid of? Mm. I can list off a bunch of things, but um, I think what's interesting about what you asked is, is do you have a fear of success? Because it's, you know, a fear of getting what you want. And I think I catch myself thinking like, oh, I can, um, I can get 20 clients for this certain time period, for example. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, that would be good. But, oh, but then if you do that, um, you know, other people are going to talk about you, refer you. And then I'm going to have to do, have a hundred clients in a month. And like, how am I going to do that? I'm going to have to give bigger talks to bigger audiences and you know it kind of snowballs from there and that's not a fear of failing that's a fear of succeeding you know getting what I want so um it's interesting I I have to think about that more because um yeah fear fear of succeeding is not a question you come across often you know and it, it stirs something in me because it's a little more liberating you know it's like uh, it's not about fear of doing something I can't do. It's a fear of something that I can do. So if I'm afraid of, for example, giving a talk to 20 people versus 200, mm. um, it's, yeah, I mean, I can give both talks. Mm-hmm. So if I'm afraid of giving a talk or, you know, becoming successful enough that my audiences will grow, then it's not really a matter of my capabilities it's more a matter of what am I willing to, how big am I willing to play? You know, how, Fair. Wh- how why am I um, satisfied with playing small? This is like a coaching session right now. You know, I'm, a lot of things are, the wheels are spinning now, but um, that's an interesting question. I like diving into that mm-hmm. actually, because mm-hmm. I, the reason I think I asked that is because that's what I would want to focus on myself because mm-hmm. I've, I've played small. I've done mm-hmm. that lots. I've I've fallen and I've stumbled a lot and the reason that 
I'm not afraid of failure anymore. It's because all of those failures have led me exactly to where I am now. Mm. And I've talked about that openly on the show about how mm. like this has almost been a way of documenting my blunders and like letting them be <laughs> lessons, not just for myself, uh-huh. but for the listeners. Yeah. And, and I'm not afraid of that. Like my vulnerabilities are my mm. biggest strengths now. I think that's a buzzword too, because vulnerability is also, I think vulnerability is typically what people refer to when they talk about going out of their comfort zone and going, you know, pushing yourself. It's yeah. Can you be in a space where you're seen? Um, I can, I can make mistakes publicly even. Mm. And if you, if the answer is yes, then you can um, start to live the life you want to live or you can attract whatever it is you want from the world. Mm-hmm. Can't do it hiding behind a rock, yeah. which I relate to a lot as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, even even in something as insignificant as being in a lecture in university and having a question in a three uh, hundred person room, three hundred student lecture hall, and not asking it, you know, is is the same thing as um, I don't know, shying away from. Uh, a presentation I could deliver to a room of um, executives, for example. It's the same same element of um, I don't have anything to offer here, or mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It requires the same leap of going into vulnerability and um, saying, "Okay, you know what? I I might look stupid asking this question, or I might I don't know. I'm not even get the question out. I can think of a hundred things that could happen, um, and another thing that could happen is I could get my question answered." Mm-hmm. So, or I could, um, deliver this talk to executives, whatever, you know, it's the same leap, no matter how small or, um, important, how big the stakes are. You, know? you just brought a theme up sort of, mm-hmm. it's about playing small, mm-hmm. not asking that question in front of 300 other students. Mm-hmm. And what was the other thing you said? Oh, the, the talk mm-hmm. giving it to 20 versus 200. So what's, what's that about? Like, is that something that's. Yeah, well, I think that's that's playing small to me. So I, why does that come up for you? Well, if I look in my life now, so even um, talking about coaching, I love one on one sessions or myself and like a small a session with a small group. Um, but I feel more vulnerable and um, perhaps self critical when it's with larger groups or. Um, I'm delivering more introductory workshops where I can't go as in depth with um, people and and as intimate with people. Um, So yeah, I think that's something, yeah, for me that maybe that's my greatest challenge right now um, or something to look into. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'd have to think more still on that, but it's a good point because wanting to, I really want to do a good job ultimately mm-hmm. at anything I do, especially something I'm going to set my life to um, in my career. Why do you have to do a good job? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> well, I want to, I, that is a good question. I think I'm shifting from trying to do everything perfectly and make sure no mistakes are made versus um, actually having just, just, bringing some sort of connection with people or getting um, something like satisfying versus perfecting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. So for example, maybe what is 
operating here is uh, in a room full of 200 people, if I don't do the perfect, don't give the perfect performance, there's more of a hit to my reputation than a room full of 20 people, let's mm. say, which really What's isn't that. Well, you know, that's not actually how I want to, that's not the mindset I want to take in to a talk. Um, but I can see now that obviously that is the mindset I'm taking into a talk. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well done, well done. What okay. do you want to change about yourself in that area? Um, well, I, I would want to cultivate more, or, you know, even before I give the workshop, I would want to um, look at why I'm giving the workshop, I guess. So is it so I can deliver something that someone in my role would do? Um, you know, delivering a workshop as a coach is something I need to get my business running. And if I'm calling myself successful, then I should do this well versus here's a room full of people that may or may not know what coaching is. For example, um, I have experience with coaching and I'm in my element when I do it. Um, I want to bring that to these people It's mm -hmm. much, you know, whether I do that perfectly or whether I do that, um, without a hiccup, um, the, the most important part is bringing that value to people, you know, I think maybe even for um, my podcast as well, when I look at it now, um, I've ha I have two episodes recorded and I'm, I'm holding off. I've been holding off for months of releasing them because, you know, they have to, it has to exemplify the research concepts I touch on perfectly. Um, and have I matched the conversation I have with a guest perfectly with, the research that I'm bringing up, you know, have I explained it perfectly? Uh, is my voice animated enough? All these things, which hmm. go back to, um, the same principle. Do I want to release the perfect podcast or have a perfect image, uh, or bring the content I'm learning in my life and studying to the masses? Um, where's that voice come from hmm. that tells you it has to be perfect? Um, it's pretty ingrained in there. Uh, it, I'm sure it comes from a lot of places. Definitely, I can see, um, you know, doing well in school, for example. Um, I mean, that's kind of how school goes, you know, like the, the better you do at something, the less errors there are, mm -hmm. you know, they're hand in hand. So you define good by how few mistakes there are, which is maybe that's a something about the education system that would need reevaluation. But that's sort of how I took school, you know, how well can I learn this in terms of how well can I show that I won't get a mistake on this test? Um, if I actually look at that now, that's kind of, if I go into a presentation, it's how well can I give this presentation in terms of um, not pausing for words or uh, not looking back at the PowerPoints or, you know, not having people not understand a concept I'm explaining instead of, how well can I deliver this presentation in terms of how many people are engaged with the content? How many people have questions for me? How curious am I about people? Mm -hmm. It's much different, much different shift. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take that home too. Mm -hmm. look at how, why it is that I want perfection. I, I think that's a, a very human quality to want to, to be perfect. And, sure. um, for me, yeah, it, there's an added element of not just making an error, but making an error publicly. Right. That is, 
I don't know, important to me, I guess, or, or impactful to me. Although I'm, I am loosening up on that more, you know, um, how are you going to do that? I think just, just getting out. Well, certainly with, um, attracting clients, just having conversations about coaching, um, what it is I'm up to explaining to my family, explaining to my friends, my roommate, um, people at the restaurant that I work with. Uh, I do that for the most part, but I can see people I avoid those conversations with, particularly some people in my family, um, people in my restaurant, the coworkers that I think, ah, they won't be, they won't be interested in coaching or they mm. think I'm, I've drunk the Kool-Aid, Ooh. you know, for, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm some alien conspiracist, you know, trying to convert the masses, but, um, yeah, that's that's a powerful question. Yeah, I I think bringing, I guess it's a matter of expressing my interest in coaching, expressing my interest in just wanting enjoyment out of life, regardless of who my audience is. Mm -hmm. Because I guess it's not my interest in coaching isn't conditional on who it is I'm telling that to, mm -hmm. but I I behave as if it is. Same with your show. Same with the show, yeah. Same with the podcast. Oh, that's a good point. So I guess releasing, <laughs> releasing the episodes, yeah. Hey. Yeah, and and recording, getting back to recording. Is that a commitment? <sighs> yeah, I'll. Uh, it is. It is. You know what? I can. I'll commit to that. I I do want to edit a couple things simply because. So, for example, the first episode, um, my guest's microphone was not on. Right. That was a fun. That was a fun learning curve. Yeah, after 90 minutes of recording and then listening back and it turns out what I was listening back to for the feedback was not actually what was recording. Anyway. Um, what would it be like to ask that person to do the episode again? You know what I have? And he he didn't get back to me, but I, um, I'll call him. Yeah, I can, I can solve that. I'll call him and I'll get in touch however I have to. Um, we'll set that up again. We'll record it uh, and I'll release uh yeah okay i like that I'll, I'll commit to releasing the episodes and um i'll bring you on of course we'll do an episode and excellent maybe that's how you'll know whether i've done it or that's not. how i'll know yeah okay i was gonna yeah. ask that next uh -huh. so i'll take my coach hat off now uh -huh. for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah that was fun that was very fun yeah yeah i wasn't planning on mm -hmm. diving in but i was like looks like there's something to uh, yeah. inquire about here and that's your inquiry i guess is why do i need to be perfect yeah and i mean it seems like maybe it seems a bit contrived. We're doing a podcast episode, but there's no, that's coaching right there. I mean, there's no, um, it didn't take a lot of work on your end. You didn't have to generate any answers. You know, you obviously had the insight to, to track onto, um, the theme that I was bringing up and, yeah. and to stick with it. But, you know, I did all the thinking and it's not like I had to really, you know, I didn't have to learn differential equations to understand no. how it isn't feeling. Just look, how am I feeling and what's, what's showing up for me? You know, I haven't thought about, um, releasing the podcast, for example, as a way of getting out of this perfectionistic tendency, mm. you know, since I started it. So, um, yeah, that's cool. It's that nice cool. to, to actually walk. What is it? Walk the walk, not just talk the talk right? You know? yeah. and to get into it. And, oh yeah, I have my own blind spots too. Well, and that's something that's just like on my end of that, that was just like, oh, there's something that looks like it's coming up for you that maybe you want to look at. And then I just yeah. stopped 
I stopped responding from thinking how I can relate because mm -hmm. I can totally relate yeah, to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to be a perfectionist too. I didn't want to release my first few episodes and then I just like did it, uh -huh. you know? And so, but I stopped worrying about like what it meant for me and I just kept mirroring it back to you. Yeah. So again, that was a really cool, small little sample of what are like what we're learning about, you uh -huh. know, being coaches and just like allowing the person's space to look at themselves for a minute and asking a question that leads them mm -hmm. away into thinking, why am I like that? <laughs> why, why do I do that? Yeah. Or what can I do that's different? And how can I maybe use this moment to springboard forward into being that much better? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and even allowing space for silence, you know, for thinking. Um, uh, you're obviously a good listener and relatively free of judgment. You know, it's, I didn't have to think about, oh, how is this going to come out if I say this? It's, no, this, let's just look and, and, um, you know, try to connect the dots here. So, yeah. Which is like, what is a scenario in your life where that would not be useful, regardless if you're coaching someone or not. So even if, you know, if you're listening and you don't want to become a coach, yeah. um, are there areas in your life where you could be a better listener or where um, allowing people time to think and give them space would improve your relationships, for example? Yeah. Um, maybe yes, maybe no, but something to consider. And sometimes it's about a choice that you have to make or a decision you're trying to yeah. look at. Yeah. I've got a couple of clients right now that that's what it is. It's just kind of, everything's going pretty good actually, mm. but it's just about like, Oh, I have this choice to make mm -hmm. or I need to make this transition. Uh, I don't know if I want to, I don't know how to. So it's just like asking the right questions. It doesn't have to be, yeah, it doesn't have to be as an in depth or I don't know. It can actually just be a moment in your life where yeah. you just shift just a little. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. I have, uh, and now I'm on record for, <laughs> I guess we'll know, we'll complete this when I have you on an episode and that'll be the, uh, the marker that I've released. Well, and there's yeah. no rules to it because the mm -hmm. thing is you could do a few episodes and then mm -hmm. not do anymore. Mm -hmm. and, sure. And sure. then start a different show one day or... Yeah. You know, or you do it and it goes so well and you're like, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. There's no rules. Uh -huh. Same with, you know, you can enroll into anything and, and drop out anytime you want. True. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, a commitment? Something around commitment right there of knowing that there's always an out? <laughs> I guess. Uh, maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, being able to commit is something more important. Uh, thank you. That was a fun little uh, sample of coaching there. Maybe mm. uh, maybe you can yeah, I would give love me a to little... Return the favor, yeah. Is there... Is there something at least that comes up for you now when you think about something you want to look at or something that is either going well you'd like to improve or not going the way um, you thought it would? I have a couple ideas around something I've like been thinking about and it's mostly around my vision mm -hmm. around either the vision of, well, we talked a little bit about getting clients and like sort of how you're approaching, you know, what your vision is of what, what we're capable of. And mm -hmm. we've given a little sample of what coaching is. So maybe it, it, that's that in itself um, is the, uh, the vision. It's like, how can we just get people to a place of looking at themselves and being able to look at the stuff that they want to change? Uh, so that vision of like how to move my business forward as a coach myself, but also maybe more importantly right now is what my vision for this podcast is, because mm. I think that I've lost a little bit of my consistency and I took this summer off and, uh, started season two and, now, the thing is, for me, I talked about this in episode one, I have, like, I think I'm a bit of a multi-potentialite, 
whereas <laughs> I, uh, I get really distracted by the next huh. cool thing that I'm doing. And right now my whole world is coaching. And like the beginning of the year, my whole world was podcast. Yeah. And so the podcast, like I, I have like multiple ideas on like what I would love to see it turn into. Um, or like I get lost into like what my other dream is right now. So my vision for the podcast, like how do I, do I continue focusing on, like you're the first straight guy on this show. Mm -hmm. Like, is it just about other, other gay people that have gone through things that have overcome like heavy challenges? Cause that's what it's been a lot about. Or maybe it shifts into something else. I think I need to look at that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So why don't you start with, um, you know, even in describing what it is you want to look at, there's, there's a lot of facets there that seem like it could jump into, right? So what about one area? Is it um, looking at guests for your podcasts? Is it, um, or even broader, a specific vision on your podcast that you'd like to either come up with or that you want to choose from? I mean, do you have a series of vision? Then it's a matter of um, getting rid of the multi-potentialite <laughs> saboteur, as you called it, yeah. that you don't know which one to choose, or is it you want to create from scratch the vision? I think I'd just like to commit to something mm. when it comes to my show and either do it or just not do it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. I feel like I lost and a little bit of my consistency Okay. because I've lost my direction. Okay, and why is what is it about direction or consistency that is impactful for you? I think I feel like I, I owe the listeners something mm -hmm. because I started this movement and it's like I started this podcast because I was struggling and I felt like I needed to have a, I needed to be a voice for other people that were also going through what I was going through. And now I'm at a place where it's just, it's not so much about the struggle anymore. What, I, there's always this struggle, like some kind of like I'm overcoming certain things, but now it's like things are starting to like take off in my life and like in believing in myself. And that maybe is a new belief or vision, I guess, but it's just come a lot. It's just far away from where I was, where it was like, I had to overcome all of this pain, you mm -hmm. know? And now it's like, I'm actually pretty good. And now it's not about pain. It's about what I'm not overcoming anything right now. Right. So my vision has changed. Almost in a sense that, you know, having the struggle is also what gives you the, the motivation, you know, to having the, yeah. the challenge is what gives you that consistency because it's okay. Well, now I have an obstacle, something to work on. And, you know, there's no indecision of what obstacle do I look at now? Which path do I go? If there's a challenge in front of you, then that's the one you can, you can choose, you know, kind of like a, a runner on a Olympic track. Um, you're trying to choose between which lane to run in, but if there's an obstacle right in your lane, you find it easier to to just focus on that, right? But if you feel that the, I'm not sure what the, the challenge or struggle was, but you feel you're in a place of thriving now and, you mm -hmm. know, that, that obstacle is behind you, now you're back to choosing which lane am I running in again, perhaps. Yeah, and, that, and that's like, well, what do I have to say now? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so who... But that also ties to the other side. It's like that I sometimes think like, oh, this content, like, nobody, this is stupid. Mm. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. That's like, I think that's more of a core stuff that I've, which is what the show's about. It's on the journey to worthy, uh -huh. you uh -huh. know, which is why I got so excited because I feel a lot of people go through that. But yeah, now I'm like, what, 
what do I have now? So then stick with journey to worthy. Who is the, um, that person that you were, that way of being for you when you started the show, what describe that to me? What were you feeling? What was mm. the, yeah, I thought about, sensation? I thought about this show while I was traveling my first time away to, uh, overseas in Bali mm. last uh, this time last year, this this month last year. Oh my gosh, so weird thinking about that. And I was going through a breakup, and I was in a lot of pain. Didn't know what I was doing with my job. I was like, feel felt like I was stuck in hospitality, mm. in a job that's really fun and great, but I was struggling because I wanted more, and and like in debt. And so I went away, and I was I came back, and I was like inspired. You know, like I was like Googling all the answers to life and not finding them. <laughs> and then I was yeah. like, I need to be those answers. Okay. And a whole bunch of people while I was away that I met that were so like enlightened and awakened basically said like, you can do this. Like you're already doing it. You're telling a message to me right now. Like go do it on the show. Mm. And then I committed to a release date for my show and I didn't even know how I was going to make it happen. And when I all of a sudden started this momentum... And I looked at like the things I just accomplished in Bali, like diving for the first time and like climbing this volcano and like jump cliff jumping off this. And I just the craziest adventures ever where I was like, I'm capable. I surfed for the first time. I have a video of me like right after. And I'm like literally crying because I'm like, wow, I'm capable, which is why I was so excited when you mentioned that earlier. Mm. And so that feeling of like, I can do this. And then I was like, I need to tell people about what I'm doing because like, look what I just accomplished and you can too, mm. you know, and that's what the beginning of the show is all about. Absolutely. Well, look how, look how excited you are. I and mean, look at the shift and your eyes are wide. I know you my know, arms got big. Heart rate's going. Yeah. You know? and yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that is, is the presence that you encapsulated when you started this show. Right. And, yeah. and that way of being is not something you had to do. It's not something by the sounds of it that, you know, it just, it came to you, you know, you noticed, you didn't have to tell yourself, okay, I'm going to cry after I surf, you know, the tears just showed up and the, mm -hmm. the belief in your capacity just surfaced, as you said, you know, so stay in that for a second and just embody that, you know, the, what else comes up when you, you mentioned you had a feeling of seeing for the first time or for um, a long time in a while that you had the capacity to do something you didn't believe you could do. So uh, walk me through when you were, uh, you got up on the surfboard mm. and you, you know, you filmed yourself. What were, what were some of the thoughts or maybe it's tough to put into words, but um, you can feel it, you know? Well, it's almost like a metaphor for this part of my journey, like for this last year and like the falling off the board so much and like eating, eating like half the ocean and, um, but continually getting up, which is what I feel like my whole life like was really about was mm. like, I kept getting thrown off that board and, and just like getting tied to seaweed underneath the ocean floor <laughs> and getting ripped back out by the wave and being like, damn, like I'm like, I just can't get ahead. Mm. Interesting that it turned into a metaphor, but it really felt like that. And then finally now actually is when I feel like I'm riding the board, like I'm on the wave mm -hmm. and like, but I think I'm afraid to fall off still. Mm. And yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, wanting to, I guess I've got this like, cool, I can do this and I'm really excited, but I don't know what's ahead of me. And I, I, I don't have fear. Like, I don't think I have fear of failure, like I said, because I, I just feel like it's happening. Mm. 
But I think when it comes to success, not knowing how that will look. And I think that's why I feel a little bit stuck with the show. Because I didn't, I didn't make it a priority for a little while. And now I'm like, I'm not struggling. I'm not overcoming some heavy, heavy stuff. I'm just riding that wave. Mm. And now, but maybe it's not about needing to be in a struggle. Maybe it's just about when things are going well, how to keep it going well. Mm-hmm. Or maybe my interview subjects, it doesn't have to be about overcoming stuff. It's like, what do you do to to keep moving, moving forward, you know, and like how maybe it ch- changes into some of my other new interests, like productivity and, and like hacking your body, like stuff you're talking about, like being like on top of fitness and because mm-hmm. those are my other passions too. And this, this journey to worthy, like I, it's taken some turns. Yeah. I don't I know. Uh, yeah. It's interesting figuring out what's next for the show. Hmm. Because I don't know how long I can ride this wave. What the next one will look like if mm-hmm. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get dumped off again. <laughs> and even so, take that way. So you know, I hear you say thinking about what the next wave might be or how long will this wave last. But yeah. when you were surfing and you got up, um, the moment that made you tear up, where you was it a moment where you thought, um, oh, how long is this wave? gonna last before it crests or were you thinking look i'm on this wave yeah like it didn't matter that that i fell off right after it was just it was the next step and i was just excited about that wow i just did this next thing Mm. and it was like a momentum that just like needs to keep going Mm. and maybe that's the vision yeah well i mean when you look at it this way when you um do a podcast episode moving forward are you coming from a place of being on top of the board, surfing, you know, hands out and smiling or however it is you were doing it? Or is it, are you drinking the ocean, as you said, you know, obviously those are two different places to, to create an episode from, for example. Right. Oh, that's a really interesting way of thinking about it. I have no idea. That's the thing. I don't think I've been thinking enough about, what I want to provide and I want mm. to be of service mm. but doing what that's what I need to think about mm-hmm. I haven't set enough time aside to actually just think about that mm. I want to share people with people like what I'm doing with coaching with I'm in this relationship where I'm really showing up as like literally the best boyfriend I've ever been and that's not about tooting my horn. I just feel like I'm actually being responsible mm. with people's feelings and with boundaries. And and so I think that stuff I want to share because mm. that's where I am. I think I was afraid like, oh, I'm not where I was. So I have a different message now, but embracing like where I am mm. and like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the wave. Cool. On, on the wave. I mean, even... Uh figuring it out what the next steps are, what is the content of the show, all these things are kind of, what if you look at it as let those kind of reveal themselves to you first and foremost, am I the surfer right now in my life or am I the swimmer? Right. Which, which position am I in? So, um, you know, you can, you can look at any point, stop yourself in the day and think, 
am I coming from a place of standing on the board and, and being open and creative, figuring from there? Or am I still swimming with my leg tethered to the board, trying to find the, the surfboard? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I, I have a scar on my leg from the, the, from the, from board? the surfboard, yeah. like the fin like sliced me up because mm. it was, I didn't see the, the wave like trash me so bad when I was in Bali. Yeah, that's so fun. I'm so, not. I'm not there. I'm on. I'm on the board. I'm okay. on the wave. Okay. So, how is what's a way that you can um, obviously show to yourself, but show to someone else that you're on the board? You know, not not what you're doing, but how you're being. You're encapsulating that feeling. Maybe that's what it is too. Because like maybe when I think about my content or thinking about who I want to interview, maybe it's around like how who are you just being. And well, it is a little bit of doing, like what, not so much about what you've gone through, because mm-hmm. not everyone has a huge tumultuous past. Mm. Maybe it's just like, how do you show up? Right now I'm showing up as feeling like on top of the world, mm. you know? I don't know. It's a place of thinking. It's uh-huh. good. Yeah, it's cool. So, um put a request towards you and you can say yes, no, or, or counter them. But, um, (laughs) would you be willing to, um, take three points in your day Mm. to put aside? You can set an alarm or it can be a minute or however long you want to try to encapsulate the physical sensations, the, um, whatever was going on in your head when you were on that surfboard and to try to encapsulate that in real time. Um, Bring that back into your way of being three times a day for the next seven days. Oh, I really like that. I love that. Actually, it's kind of like like power posturing, uh-huh, almost uh-huh. sort of that visualization. Sure. Because when you tap in to that feeling of like I'm so on right now, I'm mm-hmm. so on top of it, you know, and then approach your stuff, whatever it is, right? That's so cool. Thank you for that. I really mm. appreciate it. I can absolutely, I commit to that okay. for sure. Okay. And Three points in a day. And especially before I think about like what I'm going to do with it, a podcast sure. episode. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And how will I know that you've done that? Hmm. When it comes to the show, I can start giving you, we are, I'm assuming we're all going to be in like talk every, every week uh-huh, as it is, but maybe one of those days, like before I'm committing to like my release date, I'm just giving you a little update on the episode. Sure. Yeah. Well, in, in terms of, um, you know, the encapsulating this presence, this yeah. way of being three yeah. times a day, how I know you've, you've done, you know, three times for the next seven days, for example, or it doesn't have to be me, but how will someone, maybe it's a text once a day then. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So you'll text you know, me yeah. I don't know, by let's say 9 PM. Yeah. I open the restaurant. So I go to bed pretty early, but, okay. um, Okay, how about by 9 p.m., let me know. Um, I don't know. It can be quick, yes or no. It can, you can describe whatever you want, how it was for you, but um, like three times a day, you were able to encapsulate. Tap into that, yeah. Tap into the surfer. Yeah, cool. I'm in. Sweet. Cool. That was another great example of coaching and just like, you know, you took it a little bit further with commitment, which was good, and accountability, which is what actually I probably needed because sometimes I don't commit to things. I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then I never did. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a little, that's people too, right? So it's so nice to have like a coach to be like, no, how will I know that yeah. you're going to say what, you know, do what you say you're going to do? Because mm-hmm. that's a huge piece of uh, people not finishing what they say they want to start. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's we're not in the business of motivating people or pep talking, you know, like that's doing something for someone. Yeah, you exactly. Can't do that, or you, you're not you always know, going to be there. Exactly, exactly. When if we have ten minutes together, I can put all my energy into okay, let's pump you up, let's fire you up, and then yeah. you know, see how long that will last for yeah. the next day or two. But it's um, what is real change that you can make and you're willing to make in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of me or you know regardless of whoever the coach is yeah you know awesome i love this stuff yeah me too yeah me too fires me up maybe some last couple questions for you what's Mm -hmm. your do you have like a mantra or like vision statement for your life right now um yeah i mean especially when describing what it is i'm up to people ask me you know how things are going and it's i don't know if if it's short enough to be a mantra but basically um what's important to me and is that showing up? So it's, it's, um, it's pretty judgment free. It's not, it's, you know, an easy question I can ask. I guess it's a two part question, Mm -hmm. but I also, I can bring it up at any point in my day. So I have five sauces that need to be made before 11 AM. And, um, I don't know, our dishwasher didn't show up and what's important to me. And is it showing up? Okay. Or I can ask it, um, at the, the time of day when most people start to reflect on their lives, which is right when I want to go to sleep, um, <laughs> what's important to me and, and is it showing up? And I usually just write that in a journal before I go to bed, knock off whatever was important to me that day or whatever didn't show up. Um, yeah, that's the, the gist of the mantra. What's important to me? Is it showing up? What's the most important to you right now? Right now is uh, love. Yeah. So um, that can be a bit of a, I don't know, somewhat of a soundbite, but um, I'm also trying to redefine how it is I conceptualize love. So compassion is is a big one to me for myself and for others. And um, ultimately, not just understanding someone's suffering or, you know, naively being a giver without asking for anything in return, but just can I see suffering or enhancement or some form of enjoyment that could be had in someone's life, including my own. Mm. And, um, do I want to be a stand for that in, in making that happen? And I do. Yeah. The answer is yes to both those. So, Mm. um, I think from that place of compassion or love, whatever you want to call it is where connection stands. You know, um, I would rather be solving a problem from a, a grounding of compassion than from a grounding of, um, I don't know, anger or disgust yeah. or uh, perfectionism. So, right. yeah, compassion's right up there. That's cool. It's nice to live in a value. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, like, try to embody it every day. Yeah, I mean, I'm not always in it, for sure. But no. um, at least knowing that it's something important to me makes me think of it more, you know, makes me reflect on that more. So, mm-hmm. Um, I like asking people this sometimes, like, what are some of your daily routines mm-hmm. that keep you kind of in that mindset? Yeah. Some people, one of my last per, um, people in here was like cold showers and like early rising and, you know, meditation and yoga. Like, what are yours? Yeah, well, that's that's uh, pretty much the cliff notes of mine. <laughs> um, cold showers, I so I um, I include a workout as part of my, my routine. I mean, obviously, it's good for well-being, but as part of my... Um, just daily routine to, uh, I almost never feel like doing the workout, but yeah. 
it's immediately once I start, it shifts my whole mind. Oh, look, I just did something I did not want to do today. And, and I feel great with the endorphins and whatnot. So getting a workout in, um, I do two meditations a day. So one in the morning for about 10, 20 minutes. Um, and then one at night. Mm. Um, and then coupled with the meditations, I do, um, writing, uh, yeah, journaling. Yeah, so I start my day with, um, I'll pick a value of the day, kind of like you just asked me. So what's the, what's a value that I want to live out today or mm-hmm. look for in my life today? Um, and I'll write that value. And then what are the two strengths I have already that I, that can help bring out that value? So um, today I, I think I said uh, compassion was one of the, <laughs> yeah, fitting value of the day. And mm-hmm. what are strengths that I can use already that I have to bring that out? So patience, um, I'm a pretty, uh, mellow and patient guy and I can give people space and time to express to me and that is a way I can cultivate compassion you know hearing people and having someone feel listened to when I can provide that time um so the yeah the two writings the two meditations workout um and coupled also with the workout is the cold shower mm-hmm. so yeah there's something about it just building resilience or, or mental toughness in some Ooh, way. Yeah. I like yeah. that resilience and yeah. discipline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not always great at that. <laughs> no, no, but, um, there's something to strive for, for sure. Yeah. 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 So cool. that's, that's the gist of my, my routine. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm. Is there any, is there anything else you really want to like leave the audience with? Like what's important? What's, what's important in, you know, creating this life for yourself based on, that ultimate vision. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to, well, everything we've said here and everything we will say when we bring this to people and, you know, sharing anything we're up to, there's almost always two separate messages. So there's what you actually say and then what is actually heard. Mm-hmm. So anything that I've said today or anything we've covered today will be interpreted differently by different people. And, um, you know, all coaching sounds so, I don't know, laborious or mm-hmm. um, who are they to, to recommend coaching? There or are these so perfect great. people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm I think we'd be the first to admit that we're not, we're not coming from a place of perfection or condescension. It's, yeah. you know, we're in this together, but regardless, however you take it, I would just challenge listeners to um, just take a question, uh, perhaps my mantra or anything that resonated with the episode today, but take one question and um, take, three minutes to look at it. So it could be, um, oh, what's important to me and am I getting that in my life? How's it showing up? Or maybe it's something about um, more nuanced, like resilience, you know? Oh, I'm interested in resilience. Um, what is there to learn about that? You know. So um, yeah, just take one question and whether you disagree, agree, whether it vibes with you or not, just explore it for, take three minutes and explore it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, self-reflection, you know, mm-hmm. and, and asking questions to yourself like, who do I want to be more of? Mm. No, I like that. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take that one. Yeah, yeah that's your mm. inquiry, is it? What What's like the that. dream that I've had, mm. you know, that I'd like to make come reality? Mm. Yeah, I love that stuff. So, yeah, taking the time to, like, just get curious. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that's that's the gist of it. I mean, just get curious about one thing and, yeah. and explore <clears throat> it. I like what you said a lot, too, about, like, we are not pros. We're just mm. people 
you know, having a human experience that yeah. are just wanting to ask questions yeah. and just tr try to strive, yeah. you know, and we also would love to be supportive to other people and help them do the same thing. Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately what like my vision as a coach is, is just to be, just to provide a space for people to get curious about what they would like to change. And if they don't, then cool, go enjoy your life, mm. you know, but if there's stuff you want to, you want help like exploring and someone to ask you questions to help you get to the core of who you are, then that's what maybe what coaching's about. Yeah. But it's not about us solving anything mm -hmm. or providing the answers. It's just creating a space. Yeah. I like um, just repeating the phrase that I'm, I'd rather you see me as just a fellow human than, yeah. than an expert. Yeah. You know? and, and then let's, let's talk from there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Great. Well, um, thank you, uh, fellow humans, for <laughs> tuning in and, and uh, listening to this uh, special, I guess, coaching connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thanks yeah. for having, having me on the show. It yeah, was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. How, uh, how can people get in touch with you? Um, I mean, connect with me through Facebook. Um, it's just Kyle Shea, S-H-E-A-9-6. Um, That's my Facebook link. And, or email, K-Y-L-E-T-S-H-E-A at gmail.com. Awesome. Um, or my LinkedIn profile. I'm happy to connect through there as well. Same thing, Kyle Shea, S-H-E-A-N. Yeah, cool. Good to go. All right. Well, there you have it, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Journey to Worthy and listening to Kyle and I shoot it out about coaching. I'd love for you to reach out to me and let me know what you thought of this episode. Check out the, the website, journeytoworthy.com, journeynumber2worthy.com, or please reach out to me on Instagram. Username is journey2jeremy. That's journey2jeremy. And I know that you've just listened to this episode where I actually question what is the vision for this podcast and you know what i'd love to hear from you those that are listening i feel like i want your feedback so please reach out to me i would love to hear what you think about what should be the future of this podcast i may be taking a little time to reconfigure the format and come back strong in the new year and i would love to hear from you so thank you everyone have a great week